You're listening to the What the Junk Podcast with Megan Rage. I just have to say this before I forget. One of my friends is behind on my podcast and she was just listening and she was like, no, Euphoria got canceled. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, wait, no, Utopia got canceled on Amazon Prime. She was like, oh, you definitely said Euphoria in your podcast. So I had to go back and listen. And she was right. I said Euphoria with Zendaya on HBO. That is not getting canceled. Utopia with John Cusack and a bunch of other random people. That is what's getting canceled. I told you guys to watch it. Um, even if you just watch season one, it's still good. It does leave it open-ended so that there could have been another season, but it got canceled. I still think that it's good. Brett has taken some of the events from that show and applied them to real life. I can't, I'm not going to tell you what if you plan, are planning on watching it, but it's it's wild. And it, it pretty much has to do with current events, kind of, even though the person that made it, who's the same girl that wrote Gone Girl, said that it has nothing to do with what's going on in the world right now. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, really? Because it sure seems fucking identical. Euphoria not getting canceled. Utopia getting canceled. Man, that is confusing as hell. Welcome to week two of 2021. I was like last week, I'm going to do so much better and like promoting my podcast and posting about it. I will say that I have gotten on board the posting front. I've been doing so much better. I downloaded, well, I already had Canva, but I, I'm paying for it now, like 13 bucks a month or something so I can make my own graphics. I've been trying to make my What the Chuck podcast page look more aesthetically pleasing I've also been working on fonts so that things look a little more uniform. I posted something on my personal page last week where I was trying out different fonts and different colors. And one of my like really good friends was like DM'd me and was like, you're a psycho or something to that effect. And she spelled your wrong. And I was like, um, Y-O-U apostrophe R-E actually, if you're going to hate on me, at least come correct. Uh, a lot of you though did give me a lot of tips on Instagram, especially my friend Kaylin. She knows so many things, but did you know that you can can hold on to one of the colors when you're texting or like when you're writing a caption on Instagram and if you hold your finger down on a color the whole color palette board pops up and you can pick any hue that you want it's amazing I never knew right now I've just been using black and white because I'm just indecisive and I think I need to give myself a little palette cleanser for a couple weeks but on the what the chuck page I've been posting more it's really helpful if you guys are interactive like the more you like it and the more you comment the more it's going to pop up in other people's feeds the more people are going to come to my page and say "Hmm, what's this maybe I should listen next Wednesday so if you see one of my posts and I am I'm asking you a question which is happening in most of my posts because I'm trying to like be interactive please comment on it please like it I'm trying really hard it does suck though because last week I was like you know had this mission I was like I'm gonna post my podcast everywhere I'm gonna start doing that every week I'm gonna make sure it goes on Facebook I'm gonna make sure it goes on Twitter I'm gonna make sure it goes on Instagram I always make sure that it goes on Instagram but Facebook I kind of don't post on there anymore I rarely even check it although I do know that it you know I, I need to post it everywhere so last week I was gonna do that and then of course Wednesday everything happened um and so I just felt like my podcast was not the priority. Neither was promoting it. There were much big. There are people dying, Kim. Like it was just not the day. That's okay. 
There's going to come. There's going to be Wednesdays where it's not appropriate to promote my brand. Last Wednesday, the first Wednesday of the year just happened to be one of them. There's there's going to be other Wednesdays. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to really be working on that going forward, just posting more. I want to try to promote my posts. I just want to build this brand. I'm eventually going to be making a YouTube page. I'm not going to be videoing this podcast, but I, I heard that if you get like a thousand followers on YouTube, you can monetize it. So maybe if people start listening through there, I fucking don't know. I really need to read research more how to monetize a podcast because ideally in a perfect world, I would be a stay at home cat and soon to be dog mom and make money off my podcast. I don't know how people do that. Sponsors, they're famous. Everyone from the fucking Bachelor franchise suddenly has a podcast like, oh, cool, just go on The Bachelor and then you have a podcast and you're set because everyone listens to it because you're on The Bachelor. I will say, oh, no, we're not going to get into The Bachelor yet. So just hold that thought. (laughs) I can't wait to talk about last night's episode, though. It was so crazy. Oh, we might as well just talk about it now. Victoria, what the fuck? She is the most villainy villain we've had in such a long time. I feel like we haven't had a villain, like a true villain in a few seasons. Chad, um, the that blonde girl, what was her name? Corinne. I can't think of who else. If someone said uh, Claire was the villain of last season, even though she was the lead. Yeah, Victoria, she is crazy, like actually crazy. I was saying to Brett, she's the worst villain that we've had. Like, I don't think, I can't think of one worse in the seasons that I've watched. She seems so delusional. I was seeing some posts on TikTok saying that she is not like that in real life. So either the producers are like making her out to be that way or she's doing it for the show to stand out, which is working. But also I found her Instagram last night. She looks totally different than she does on the show. I posted a picture like night and day. What was with the bags under her eyes at the rose ceremony? And what the hell was with that dress? Like, where did she get it? Why was her bra showing? Why is she so shiny? Why is she have minimal makeup done and her hair's not done? I just don't get it. And Matt is just so nice. He's never been on another season. He's entertaining her antics. And from the preview of next week, it seems that she is still on the show. I hope that Marilyn, I guess that's how we're saying her name, even though it's spelled just like my mom's name, Mary Lynn. I was so excited for a Mary Lynn to be on the show because you never hear that name. I think I even talked about it when I reviewed all of the girls, when I reviewed, when I judged all of them and rated them on a number scale. Disgusting. I was excited for a Mary Lynn and instead we got a Marilyn and she's in the feud with this girl. I hope she doesn't get sent home because she seems like the sweetest thing. I don't understand all these girls are like, Marilyn wouldn't hurt a fly. She's like the sweetest one. She would never bully anyone. Why don't you say something to Matt? I guess you don't want to insert yourself in the drama, but my God, like someone help this poor girl. Also, people found Victoria's Instagram, as did I last night. Like I said, I was creeping through it. She looks nothing like the pictures. She also has a spray tan business. And in one of the pictures, I don't know if it was on her business page or her pub or her personal page, which she has now made private. But in the background, you could see a Trump flag hung over a chair and everyone's like, oh, that makes perfect sense. It is so bad. The whole thing's cringe. I'm pretty sure she's locked down both of her profiles because she's getting so much hate. Victoria do better. I just don't I don't understand. I I saw Matt do an interview with Jimmy Kimmel and he said that Victoria he liked Victoria. I don't know if he was just trying to be nice, but how could you like her? And also, I wonder what he thought after watching last night's episode. He's been posting a lot uh, on the days that the episodes air, which I know has only been two. He's been posting a lot of behind the scenes. Last night, he posted a link to donate 
to Lou Gehrig's disease to try to find a cure. He posted resources. I just feel like he's an all around good guy and posting about the show and promoting the show doesn't come. It comes really natural to him. It doesn't seem forced. I kind of wish he would have made a statement about Victoria, though. He probably can because we still actually kind of have to count her in, I guess, as the winner, even though there's no way in hell. Wouldn't that be wild if one year the villain won? Like a guy just liked one of those crazy ass bitches and was just like, yeah, this is the one for me. She's going to keep me on my toes forever. We're going to live a happy yet crazy life. And she's probably going to kill me in my sleep one day. Like that's Victoria. What sucks is even when she gets sent home, we're still going to have to see her. You know, she's going to be on paradise. Like she is a producer's dream. I just really like Matt in general. Like when he gave the the date rose to who was it Lauren and instead of giving it to her in front of all the other girls he pulled her aside and gave it to her I love that it wasn't so in the face like in your face to the other girls I just feel like little things like that is a breath of fresh air because it's not what we're used to in the Bachelor franchise because this isn't someone who's been conditioned by the franchise he's brand new and I like the way that he's doing things so far I also just feel like everything he says is so genuine like I don't feel like it's forced or fake. I was thinking back yesterday, though, when I was watching the episode, he was linked to Kylie Jenner's best friend for a while. Like they were hanging out a lot. And that doesn't add up to me. Like I remember thinking that's why he was a douchebag. Like, oh, he's just after one of these like Kardashian looking bitches. I don't know if it was confirmed that they were dating or seeing each other or whatever. I just I, I, I just had these preconceived notions about him and he's proving them to be very, very wrong, which I'm glad. I also just feel like he's really listening to all the girls when they're talking. I do hate, I know that, oh, I know that they probably poke and prod you and encourage you to share your story, but it's so funny how these girls sit down and he's like, how's your night? And she's like, really great, but I just can't open up my walls. And I, I've always been cheated on like, oh, okay. Nice to see you too. We're just jumping right. I'm about to dive in. Like, can, can we get a little buffer conversation before we just get into it? Hi, Matt. I hope you're having a good night. So back when I was five. I feel like I would probably be like that. So who am I to judge? Ooh, also, can we talk about Dildo Girl? I really wanted to tweet about Dildo Girl. I don't know her name yet, and I didn't want to call her Dildo Girl on Twitter because my dad follows me. She is seemingly very normal. I mean, she did cry on like the first group date because she didn't get to the last part or she didn't get on the nighttime group date or whatever. But she seems a lot more normal than she did the first week. I love the girl that he went on the first date with, Brie, the first one-on-one. I loved when she found out she was going on the date she was like I'm wearing my worst outfit today and then suddenly she got to go change I don't know how that all works but she's so cute I love them together I felt like the conversation was so natural and flowing I don't know if I put her in my final four but I think I don't think I did I think I put someone else Chelsea or something in my final four I want to switch her out for Brie because I really see Brie going far Still love Abigail, but I don't feel that same spark that I did the first week. I hope that they can pick that back up. People on Twitter are saying if Matt doesn't end up with Abigail, we should hook Abigail up with Brendan from last season as if we have the capability to do that. Like, let's just hook them up. I guess they're saying that they hope that they meet on Paradise. That would be a really cute couple. I love Abigail. Can't wait to follow her on Instagram whenever her Instagram is not blocked or archived or whatever they make them do for like the first 
six to seven weeks and then all of a sudden they all pop up on Instagram and either most of their feeds been deleted which is probably safe I mean if you're gonna go on a reality show you really got to sift through your old posts and delete most of them make sure there's nothing offensive make sure there's nothing that you can get dragged for on Twitter because Twitter will drag you for instance I was scrolling it was either Sunday or Monday and Army Hammer was trending <laughs> I texted this to one of my friends and she was like Arm and Hammer, like like the fuck. No, Army Hammer. Army Hammer played the twins in the social network, the rowing, the rowing twins, the twins that sewed that sued Zuckerberg. He was also in Call Me by Your Name or whatever that sh- movie was that won a ton of Oscars. You know the one. If you don't, hit me up. I'll send you a picture. I'm sure you'll know him when you see him. He's been in a bunch of other things, but like those are the two that stick out. So he was trending on Twitter and I didn't look into it. And then I got an Instagram and I saw some influencers talking about it, like some social media people. And I was like, OK, maybe I should look into it because they weren't giving me the tea on IG. <gasps> That's cute. I'm giving you the tea on IG. Let me write that. Hold on. Let me write that down. Are we done with tea? I know we're done with other things. One of my friends just posted a list of things that we're no longer saying or that should be canceled. And I agree with most of them. Actually, I agree with all of them. Number one, we all know how I feel with I did a thing. Number two is adulting. Number three, I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah, got to go. Number four, I'm just going to leave this here. Number five, this. Yeah, I'm kind of over that too. That's like the one that I'm that I like still kind of like, but I, I get I get why it's on this list. Number six, so that happened. Number seven, my person. Number eight, fur baby, barf. Number nine, all the feels. And number ten, the struggle is real. So are we still saying tea or no? I'm gonna say tea until someone tells me that we're not saying tea anymore. So the tea on IG. Hold that thought. I need to write it down. So yeah, this girl that I follow that I get a lot of entertainment news from, she wasn't spilling the beans on what was happening. So I had to go back to Twitter. I clicked on Army Hammer's name and holy shit, I was not expecting this. I I didn't know what to expect, but it definitely wasn't this. So this girl who he called Kitten, that he's been in a relationship, like a dom sub, if you can even call it that, like he is Christian Grey on steroids. Like it's not even, there's nothing romantic about it. Like it is straight up foul, disgusting, like gives me the chills. I refuse to even read some of the screenshots that she posted. I will read some of them that I'm comfortable reading. It is that intense, which is why you're not seeing it right now on a ton of news sources. It has been verified from his ex-girlfriends that he is like this. He was having this relationship with this girl and three others confirmed by the source so far that have come out who all say that they were doing the exact same things with him. So these are some of the messages. She has tons of screenshots, videos, pictures that he sent to her. Um, Here's one of the screenshots. Okay, this is not safe for work. So if you have kids listening, like give I'll give you a 15 second. Get them out of here because it's really bad. I might even like hum over some of the words because it's just it makes me freaking cringe. Okay, it's been 15, five, four, three, two, one. Thinking of holding your heart in my hand and controlling it when it beats. I'm 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. Fuck, that's scary to admit. I've never admitted that before. I've cut the heart out of a living animal before and eaten it while still warm. I mean, I'm not going to read this one because it's really bad, but it's not. He's not talking about having sex like he's using the R word. It is horrifying, terrifying. 
Okay, um, this is a this is another one. Wow, head rush. Just how completely. I want to brand you, tattoo you, mark you, shave your head and keep your hair with me, cut a piece of your skin off and make you cook it for me. I feel like the test can be endless. Whose slave master relationship is the strongest? We'd win. And then I'm not, some of these are like so bad, like I'm skipping over some of them. When I tell you this is like bad, 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 it's bad, 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 bad. One of his messages says, if I want to cut off one of your toes and keep it with me in my pocket, so I always had a piece of you in my possession, question mark. And how this all happened is she messaged him on Facebook back on October 13th, 2016 and said, oh my God, I love you. He accepted the request. So he opened up the line of communication and she said, totally fangirling and can't sleep now. I love, love, loved you in the social network, the Lone Ranger and uncle have a beautiful day. And he wrote back, go to sleep and thank you. And then that's where the conversation started. He has, she's posted messages pictures of him like holding his throat videos of herself after they've been together and the bruises and shit that she has all over her body he talks about walking his daughter while she falls asleep and like stopping by her house and then like hooking up not even hooking up like I can't even use the word hooking up because that's not what it is while his daughter's asleep like this is a sick and twisted individual and she I don't know what finally made her break free but something did and so she's exposing him and these three other girls he calls them kittens have all stepped forward and they're telling their story and they're also saying that he has like a close group of friends who also do this and they all share pictures and videos and she basically said that she's like like this is Stockholm syndrome she said that she's been just trapped by this guy mesmerized by him unable to break free of the manipulation for three to four years he also called her the michael phelps of fucking which is what her (laughs) not her instagram name but like her headline is when you go to her instagram so if you want to go through and like creep through this and see what she's saying and why this guy is a complete monster because i haven't read even half of what she's posted her instagram is house of e-f-f-i-e House of Effie? Effie? I don't know. But there's some major, major, major Instagram accounts following her. She already has 25,000 followers. Yesterday, when I started following her, she was in the 2,000 range. So she had just started posting. A lot of it's in her highlights now. Barstool did post a video about it. And he was like, I mean, if this was a lie, he would have came forward and been like, guys, like, I'm not a cannibal. Obviously, this is bullshit. But the fact that he hasn't said anything speaks volumes. And the fact that his ex-girlfriends have come forward and said that it's the truth, then, I mean, geez, Louise. Jeez Louise, that really fits in the context of the story I just told. There was a big rumor last week that Kim Kardashian was with Van Jones. Not really any word on if that's true or not, because everyone was too busy talking about Kanye and Jeffree Star. This girl on TikTok started that rumor and it really fucking took off. Jeffree Star posted a video on his YouTube talking about like how he found out about it and how he's never even met Kanye and how it's absolutely not true. I didn't watch the whole thing because it's 26 minutes long and he is extra as fuck I don't have that much time to be watching Jeffree Star running around in a robe getting glam done and shit like I just watched it enough to get the gist of it it seems to not be true but the jokes are still running rampant all over Twitter all over social media people are still talking about it as if it is true even though he blatantly said like it is not true I've never even met him these rumors are wild but people still love to make memes and make jokes about it I just I because they both live in Wyoming like where did that TikTok girl even come up with these lies really curious to see what Kim does 
does with her brand, like KKW Beauty. Is she going to drop the W off of it? And then next time she gets married, because we know there's going to be a next time, is she going to rebrand herself again? Because it seems like it's going to take a lot of money to let, and she's already established as KKW. Like people know her as Kim Kardashian West now. I feel like it's just going to take a lot of time and money to fix all of that. So just quit changing your name when you get married. Celebrities should just keep their names as is. Like don't change them because 90% of you are going to get divorced and then you have to fuck about changing it. And then if you're in real deep, people are never going to stop calling you by that name. Love Eric Decker. Also love Jesse James, but I've loved Eric Decker forever. Back when Instagram wasn't so serious and like, uh, I mean, it doesn't need to be serious now, but I remember I used to post pictures of him. I was obsessed with him. Like he is, he's perfect. Um, I am not the type to like comment on celebrities posts, but over the weekend or last week sometime, Eric Decker posted with Jesse James Decker. They were at Disney World and she was wearing these Skechers, these like slip on Skechers. I posted about them last week. So if you saw them, you know exactly what I'm talking about. She was wearing this, these slip on Skechers. My friend Violetta has been telling me for like a year to get those. Last year when I was posting about the comfiest shoes to wear to Disney, she was like, I'm not kidding. These shoes are not the cutest, but they are so fucking comfortable. And I was like, okay, I might get them. And I went to a Skechers store and I chickened out. So I saw Eric Decker had posted a picture of him and Jesse James and she was wearing the shoes. So I tagged my friend Violetta and I was like, oh my God, she's wearing the shoes. I totally forgot about them. But now that I'm seeing them on her, I might want to buy a pair. So I wake up the next morning, do my normal wake and scroll, and I see Eric Decker in my mentions, and I was freaking the fuck out. I thought maybe he just liked my comment. No, he full on responded and said, at Megan Rage Radio, she lives in those things. I, I mean, who needs coffee in the morning? That woke me up better than anything ever fucking could. I could not believe that he responded to me. I went to his page. I went to the comments. He responded to like maybe 10 people, and I was one of them. I couldn't freaking believe it. I died. Fangirl moment times 10. Like, I I can't even tell you. It's so funny what I fangirl over because that's not, I mean, Eric Decker, half of you probably don't even know who that is. I love him and I couldn't believe that that happened. Like, still can't believe it. Still can't get over it. And then someone, one of my friends messaged me, one of my friends from high school and said, have you seen the Jesse James Decker Reddit? And I was like, no. And she was like, people basically say that she is super controlling, that Eric doesn't have any um, relationship with his family anymore. She was like, you should check it out. So she went to go send me a screenshot. And when she was on Reddit, she saw a screenshot of people talking about how they were in Disney World, like in a pandemic. They were basically like shitting on them. And in the screenshot was the co- my comment and his reply back to me on the Reddit feed, blowing the fuck up. I mean, come on. Me and Eric Decker, we're basically in a relationship. So you could just call me Megan Decker. <laughs> Brett's going to love that. <laughs> He's already mad that I call myself Megan Rage whenever I do like an interview or something. Are you Megan Rage or Megan Leach? I'm like, just use Megan Rage Leach. It's just my temporary middle name until we're over the rage thing. Are we ever going to get over the rage thing? I don't know. We'll see. Brett and I were on a Dateline 2020 kick for a while there, maybe like a couple of years ago. It does get a little overwhelming, though, because it's on multiple times a week and 2020 is like two hours. So I set up a recording and now I just am constantly deleting the recordings and we never watch it because it fills up our DVR. Yes, we still have cable. Well, I've been seeing a ton of news outlets and people talking about the game show killer. It was an episode of 2020. Luckily, I hadn't deleted it yet. So we watched it on Sunday night. 
So interesting. I can't believe I've never heard of that guy. I don't want to spoil it for you in case you want to watch it, but just go back 2020, the game show killer. Also excited about the sex. Okay, <laughs> I never watched Sex in the City. Is it Sex in the City or Sex and the City? I never know. I've been calling it Sex in the City forever. I was never like a fanatic. I don't think I've seen all the episodes, but for a while there, I was watching all the reruns when E was playing them nonstop. So I've seen a good handful of them. I've seen the movies, but I'm not like a cult fan. I don't follow Sex in the City like that. I just say it really fast so you can't tell what I'm saying. Sex in the City. Sex and the City. Sex in the City. I don't know which one it is, but I'm really excited about the reboot on HBO Max. I read that it's going to be eight or 10 30 minute episodes and it's basically going to be the same storyline only instead of them being in their 30s they're in their 50s isn't that fucking wild I can't wait to see what they do with the show they haven't even started filming yet shooting starts in spring obviously Samantha's not going to be a part of it they've they've you know haven't been friends and in a really long time people were trying to shit on Samantha and Sarah Jessica Parker's Instagram comments after she posted about the reboot she was so positive didn't say anything negative she was like Samantha's always going to live in our hearts and she's always going to be with us there in spirit and I cherish the time that I had with her like she didn't have one negative thing to say that might be my new rainy day binge like watching sex in the city old episodes I wonder if they're going to put it on HBO max all the old episodes we can go back and binge because I would like to watch all of them I do enjoy it I do like it it was just never something that I watched when it was on probably because I didn't have HBO or whatever channel it was on back then I don't even fucking know god HBO max is just killing it they got the fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion the friends reunion Sex in the City reunion. Brett just went for a run. He just walked in here and he's like, looks like he just got out of the swimming pool. He got uh, a tattoo on Friday night and you're not supposed to sweat for like two to three days. She always said, at least just give me one day of being good about the tattoo, washing it, not sweating. The very next morning, Brett went for a run and came in and was like, my arm, my arm, it's stinging. And he was like, can you come downstairs with a wet, wet towel? I was like, dude, you are not supposed to be running like this. You're not supposed to be sweating. And I had a tattoo appointment that night and of course I ratted him out I was like Brett went for a run and he was sweating and his tattoo was burning and she was like "Ugh." she was like I'm gonna have to have a talk with him because when I do the shading he's not gonna be able to do that I'm like you gotta tell him you really gotta really gotta nail it in there otherwise he won't listen to you I had my second to last appointment I have my last appointment coming up and this is the one that's stressing me out the most because I don't know what I'm going to get to fill in all the blank spots. I've been talking about this on all my episodes. I don't want flowers. I was thinking about like an ivy leaf, but all the inspo pics that I found, they're in color and most of my arms black and gray. So I don't really know if I want would want to do like forest green ivy all over my arm and then mostly black and gray. I don't really like the way that it looks in black and gray. I'm not, I just don't, I wish there was like more options to fill in blank spaces when you're getting a sleeve. Like the most common thing that you see is flowers or leaves or flames. And I'm not sold on any of those things. One of the things that I was going to get was um, a half American, half English flag, but I just don't really want all that like red, white and blue colors on me. So I've decided that I'm not going to get that anymore. And instead, at the very bottom of my arm, right below the radio that I have tattooed that I got tattooed so long ago, I'm going to get a crystal ball. I really want a crystal ball tattoo. I'm always saying like, I wish I had a crystal ball so I can see how this works out or this turns out. So I was thinking maybe because the crystal ball will be like basically at my wrist, like the very first thing that you see on my arm. So maybe having the crystal ball and then like smoke coming off of it and rushing up into the rest of it, maybe mixed in with like a little ivy type of look. I just don't know. I don't I don't know. I feel like this is the most important part because it's going to tie everything together. So I don't want to fuck it up. And I also just don't want to get something like 
that I don't like. Like I don't want to get flowers. I don't want to get, I just, I just don't know. I do not know what to fill it in with. It's so stressful. I've been constantly looking at pictures on Instagram, trying to figure it the fuck out. I also feel like people post really shitty tattoos on Instagram. I looked up the hashtag crystal ball tattoo just to try to figure out what kind of style I want. And there were not many very good ones. Not many very good ones. That's a great sentence structure. So I got my tattoo Saturday night and then I wasn't supposed to sweat. It was like in the nook of my arm. So it hurt more than any of them. And she was like, try to keep your arm straight as much as possible. Don't bend it because you don't when it starts to scab, you don't want the two parts of your arm to like stick together and the ink to stick together and then for it to rip apart. And she's like, it's just a big mess. Just try to keep your arm straight. Try to sweat as little as possible. Well, of course, that was on Saturday. And then Monday... I started a Peloton challenge with two of my friends, which were taking very fucking seriously. So I was like stressing out about it. I finally took the the tape or whatever she put on it off before I did my first Peloton for this challenge so I could really get after it. Luckily, my arms don't sweat that much. I'm more of like a back sweater, a back head sweater. But this Peloton challenge, man, I'm only on day two and I'm dreading getting on the bike because I tried to start out strong yesterday and I did too much. And now my ass is killing me. My legs are killing me. I did a hundred minutes yesterday. I don't know how much I'm going to do today, but we're, we've decided to go the minute route. So before we were going to do at our output and our calories and then divide by two, and then that was going to give us an average. Well, we decided since we're at all different levels of cycling, like one of, not me, one of us is like very advanced. Like me and her did a class together um, on Friday night, I think. And she killed me, killed me. And she was texting in the group while we were writing after I can't even look at I can't do anything Brett was like why don't you turn on the tv and watch a show I'm like no I cannot do anything besides ride ride this damn bike I can't text I can't pick up my phone I can't do nothing I actually put my my do my phone on do not disturb while I do a ride well after the ride was over I picked up my phone to text that she kicked my ass and I saw that she had been texting like the first half of the class I'm like how the fuck were you texting and killing me by like 100 points so yeah we decided to rearrange the structure a little a little bit and so from the 11th of January to the 11th of February it's whoever does the most minutes, but we also set like an input goal. So like, let's say 30 minutes, I have to do at least um, 270 on my output. So if I don't come within five of that, then those 30 minutes don't count. So that's to get us to like really push ourselves and make it so that we aren't just like sitting there. I, you know, I don't have a job right now, so I could sit on that damn bike all fucking day and pedal. That would be unfair. <laughs> so we tried to make it so that it wouldn't be like that, but it's a lot. And then I have Brett hounding me every day. He's like, what, how many rides are you going to do? How, what place are you in? How many minutes is everyone? I'm like, I don't need you hassling me the entire month. Just let me do my thing. It's also hard because I haven't been really eating breakfast. Yesterday I did I think a 30 minute ride and then like a 10 minute yeah 30 minute and then a 10 minute and I was wiped. Then I ate lunch and let my food settle and then I tried to do an hour but doing an hour after you've already done 40 minutes is so hard. So instead of doing that again today I'm just going to wait and do my rides until I'm done with lunch till my food settled then I'll have more energy and I can get after it and hopefully just fucking kill it. I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and I was telling her about the challenge and how like great it is just to have the Peloton in the living room. I can just walk right downstairs and hop on it and work out. And then she got home and was like, sent me her computer screen and she went home and bought one. I I think that it's so funny how many people that I know have just bought Pelotons after I've talked about it or after they've talked to someone who has one and loves it and they've just pulled the trigger on it so fast. Like it's like, it's nothing. It's like buying a fucking coffee at Starbucks. I'm like, geez, I had to talk Brett into getting this Peloton for like five months. 
but it makes it so much more fun when you have friends to do it because you can compete against them. I thought that there was an option where you could video while you're doing a class together. And my friend that I did it with on Friday, she videoed me while we were in the middle of it and I answered it and I, we were both winded. It was so loud. I couldn't even see her. She ended the call. Thank God. But you can do that. So you can work out with friends and hold each other accountable by being on a video call. But the video call is so loud. Like it's way louder than the class that you're doing, which obviously isn't ideal. We're on day like nine, I think of Whole30. Last week was really hard. There were days where I wanted to give up. It felt a lot harder than last time. I just think we weren't prepared. Like we didn't have snacks. We didn't have any fruit. We didn't have any nuts. So we just weren't eating enough. This week, we're way more prepared. We bought all this good stuff for salads. I made a a Whole30 pepperoni omelet yesterday with just some pepperoni, vegan cheese, onion, egg, like garlic, salt, avocado. It was so freaking good. And then we made meatball soup last night that we're going to have all week. So filling, so good. I've been drinking a ton of fizzy waters. One of my friends that lives in Denver, she said that she's doing Whole32 and she sent me a picture of these dressings that she's been getting. I can't get all of them here in Sacramento, so I ordered them online today. I haven't told Brett about it yet, but he's going to be so excited because they're right up his alley. One's like an everything but the bagel ranch, um, a habanero ranch. I'm so excited to get these. We just use this lemonade. You can find it at Rayleigh's. It's mayo, but it's vegan. And it's made with like lemon. It's so fucking good. That's what I use on my salads. I just use it as like a dressing and I toss it with that because it's Whole30 approved and it tastes really good. It's like really creamy. It makes me feel like I'm eating real food. If I say real food, this is real food. And then over the weekend, Brett made a steak, which was so fucking good. He made it with like rosemary and ghee. It was so good. It was so, so good with these like flattened salt and vinegar potatoes. We really do it up on the weekends. Like I think this weekend we're going to do a roast, which is like a traditional English thing. Normally it's with Yorkshire puddings and stuffing. We can't have either of those. We can have veg. We can have potato. That's a nice thing. It's like our saving grace on Whole30 is being able to eat potatoes. And with the steaks, we also made this like butter. Well, it wasn't butter. It was ghee mixed with whole ground mustard and fuck, I forget, garlic maybe. And we saved what we had left and I'm going to put it on some salmon. It's like a really good buttery tasting mixture. Brett doesn't like the taste of ghee. He thinks it's disgusting. I, on the other hand, I freaking love it. We haven't heard any more on the dog front. However, we did go to Petco this weekend because my brother and sister-in-law, they gave us one of their old crates from um, that they use. I mean, they don't crate their dog anymore, but back when they used to, they gave me one of their old crates and it's going to be the perfect size for the puppy. I don't really know how long it's going to last. We're definitely going to have to buy another one if we continue to crate train, but I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself. Like if crate training doesn't work for us, then or like it. I don't know, maybe if the dog, I, I, I'm not, I don't plan on crate training forever. I just want to crate train until it's trained. So instead of spending $70 on another crate for when it gets bigger, we're just going to ride this one out, see how long it lasts. But we went to Petco to get like a little bed for it. And while we were there, I was like, let's just get a couple other things that we need. So we got a pooper picker upper, like a shovel thing, a little... And Brett was like, well, what do we do when we go on walks? Do we carry that with us? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, how do we pick up poop? And I was like, you get one of these. And so I picked up one of the little bag things, which is so irritating. I've given out at the radio station. We used to get so many of those dog poop bags, like as promotional items. And I've given all of mine away. I don't have any anymore. So I had to buy one. I mean, it's only seven bucks, but still I was like, oh, you use these. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, like you put your hand in the bag and then you pick it up and you tie it. And he's like, and carry it with you. Do you use gloves? And I was like, what? Yeah. I mean, you can, if you want, if you want to carry a pair of gloves with you, so be it. Do however you want it. He was like, oh, that's disgusting. I'm like, what? 
what did you think was going to happen? Like, it's just so funny. All these little, little, uh, realizations he's having along the way of what having a dog entails. I keep saying, are you sure? Are you sure? I'm just waiting for him for it to be too much. Like today, Chuck got out of the litter box and this is ha- this has been happening more than normal. I don't know why, but he got had like a little piece of poop stuck to him and then it dropped off onto the floor. Brett thinks that Chuck is actually physically having a shit on the floor and he's not. It's just getting stuck to him and it's falling off. And Brett loses his mind like he cannot handle it he does not like that he's like oh she's chuck shitting on the floor i'm like it's it's fine it's hard i pick it up i wipe the the floor down like it's not a big deal you're gonna have way more issues when this dog comes let me tell ya people have been telling him horror stories and the look on his face is just like priceless but also you can't compare i mean it's you can't you just don't know what you're going to get. Like you, we could get the best dog ever. We could get the worst dog ever. It could have accidents in the house. It could not have accidents in the house. We just don't know. It could have a sensitive stomach. It could not. I mean, we don't know. We're not going to know till we get it. And by then we're already in. We're committed. The next dilemma that we're having with the dog though, I know I said we were going to name it Snooky if it was a girl or Polly if it was a boy from the Jersey Shore, but I'm not sold on Polly anymore. We know that we're probably for sure getting a boy. So I wanted to rethink it. So my sister-in-law and I were talking and her dog's name is Cups. And then I have Chuck and I want it to name with Chuck. I want it to rhyme with Chuck. I wanted to name it Tucker and call it Tuck, Chuck and Tuck, but Brett hates that. He won't let me call it Tucker. So we were thinking Charlie would be really cute. So I just feel like Chuck and Charlie is the cutest thing ever, but I do realize that Chuck is like kind of a progression of Charlie. Charlie, Charles, Chuck. So is it stupid? I need your opinion. Would it be dumb if we named it Charlie? Like, is that basically the same name as Chuck? I just feel like it'd be so cute, Chuck and Charlie. Otherwise, Brett's coming up with these weird things like Uncle Ron. And I can't, I cannot, I'm not naming a dog Uncle Ron. He was okay with Charlie, but he wanted to call it Charlie Brown. And I'm like, no, we're not calling our dog. I don't even like Charlie Brown. That's so, we're not calling it, it's not having two names. Just Charlie. The only other thing that he came up with was Larry, Chuck and Larry from that stupid movie. I mean, we're not naming our animals Chuck and Larry. Oh my God. Also something else I need from you guys. I need a new nose ring. I am I never changed mine out. I, it just stays in all the time. My, one of my friends, Amanda, she like takes hers out every day and like puts in, I'm like, no, I can barely get this one in. And whenever I mess with it, my nose hurts for days. I need a new one. So I ordered one off Etsy and it looks super cute. And it got here and it was like, it's like a piece of wire. Like it's, it's, it came from British Columbia too. So there's no way I'm sending it back. It's going to cost just as much as the nose ring did just to ship it back. So I'm just going to keep it. But I need like a good, sturdy nose ring. Where can I get one that's like under $30? Because I need to switch mine out. And also, can someone volunteer to do that for me? (laughs) I cannot. I forced them when I got my nose pierced to pierce me with a hoop because I didn't want to switch it out from a stud to a hoop. They were like, we don't pierce with hoops. And I'm like, I guess I'm not getting a piercing then. And then they ended up doing it. And then I've just like had it in since. I know I lie. I think I had to switch it out one time. And I remember it being a whole thing. And my nose was so sore afterwards. I just, I don't like messing with it. I'm so scared of piercings. I don't know what my deal is. Tattoos, fine. Piercings, cannot fucking do it. Do piercing pagodas still exist? in the middle of the mall. I don't see them. Like, where can I get just like a a cute little hoop that's good and gold and sturdy? You know what's crazy? This popped up in my memories the other day and I always forget about it until I'm reminded in my memories. I started on the morning show. I quit the bank and started on the morning show on January 8th, 2014. 
And then I got let go from CBS, which was Bonneville. Or no, it wasn't Bonneville. Intercom, I guess, at the time. I don't know. We were going through a merge. So I don't really know what it was at the time I got let go. But I got let go on January 8th, 2018. Isn't that freaking wild? I started full-time. I obviously worked for them before the 8th, but I started full-time on the morning show on the 8th and then four years later got let go on the 8th. Isn't that some wild shit? I was like, oh, these memories are so great. It's my first day on the radio station. And then I'm skipping through my time hop and then I get to four years later and it's like, I'm sad to announce. And I'm like, oh my God, it was like the happiest day of my life. And then the saddest day of my life on January 8th, just different years. I wonder if that means something. When do you star people? Does that mean anything? Am I going to get my radio job back soon? Please tell me, help someone. There is a radio job right now in Sacramento, but it's for a classic rock station. I don't know if that really like fits my brand. I want to apply, but then I'm like, I don't really know anything about classic rock. My personality could fit a classic rock station, but I looking for a job is just so freaking hard. I hate it. Did you hear that Ben and Jerry's is coming out with dog treats? They're like little mini pints and they're safe for dogs and they're based off of the dogs or they're named after the dogs that work at the Ben and Jerry's office. I freaking love Love it. I can't wait to get some for our future dog. They're like the cutest little things ever. I can eat a pint while they can eat a pint. You know, Ben and Jerry's advertised a while ago a non-dairy like ice cream or yogurt or something they were putting out. And I was so excited about it. I wasn't even doing Whole30 at the time, but I was like, I'm definitely going to buy these. And then I never saw them anywhere. I always look whenever I go to Whole Foods and Rayleigh's and now I can't even remember what they were called. I could go back in my 40,000 screenshots that are on my phone and try to find it because I'm sure I took a screenshot of it. But man, that would be a lot of work. I really wish there was a thing where I could just go through all my pictures and swipe right or left like Tinder, whether or not I want to keep them or delete them. That would make my life so much easier. There's so many days where I'm like, okay, today's going to be the day. I'm going to go through all my pictures and delete the ones that I don't want anymore or delete the 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 doubles or duplicates or the ones that I have in my phone four or five times. But I, I, I seriously have like 45,000 pictures on my phone. And it is, it, I mean, I don't even know how long that would take me. If I could just sit here and swipe, yes, no. Can someone invite, invent an app for that where you can upload your whole photo album to another app and then swipe to delete or swipe to keep? Thanks. I let you guys vote on what story you wanted to hear this week between the Bob Saget story and the Catfish Part 2. You voted. Catfish 2 is what won, and this story is wild. I was thinking about it today in the shower. I was like, where do I even start with the story? And there's a lot of things that I don't remember. But basically, MySpace was a scary place. Like, it was obviously it wasn't when the internet was new, but it was when social media was kind of new, and you just added people, like, all willy-nilly. So my friend and I, we added these two guys. Mine was named Jordan. Hers was, fuck, I can't remember. Trey. Oh, it was Jordan and Trey. And they allegedly lived in Vacaville. They were like so our type in high school, famous stars and straps, like big lifted trucks. We called them holler trucks back then (laughs) because we wanted to holler at the boys with the big lifted trucks. We would go down Sunrise Boulevard and Sarah's, our friend Sarah's forerunner, and we would like try to pick up on guys that had big lifted trucks. One guy had hella screens in the back of his truck. And so I put him in my phone as hella screens. Now I see a big lifted truck and I'm like, barf so disgusting want nothing to do with that but back then I was all over it so they were right up our alley they said they had big lifted trucks they wore famous stars and straps had their lip pierced liked liked all the bands that we liked so we exchanged phone numbers well at the time I didn't have a phone did and so I would talk to Jordan on 
phone and he had like a hella raspy voice. You know, the guy from Full House that Kimmy dates Dwayne and he all he says in Full House is whatever. Jordan sounded just like that, like identical. And I talked to him all the time. I would would let me take her phone home with me because I wasn't allowed to have one and I would stay up to like 3 a.m. talking to him on the phone. She would let me have her phone for like first through third or fourth period and I would text him. I, I would say we were like juniors. It did go into senior year as well. So I guess I was talking to my first catfish and this catfish at the same time. Ooh, playa, playa. We never saw pictures of his face. We would just see like dirty mirror pictures where you could see from the neck down, but then the flash would be blocking out the face. He would tell us all the time that we were going to like, he lived in Vacaville, that we were going to be invited to a party. So we would say that we were at each other's houses. We would take the car, drive out to Leisure Town Lane, because that's in Vacaville. That's where he said that he lived off of. And we would get to Leisure Town Lane and he would say, call me and then I'll give you directions. And he would just ghost us. Phone would die. It was before car chargers. So we would bring change. There used to be this like Jack in the Box gas station. We would be blowing him up from a payphone. Like this is so sketchy. And then we will have told our parents that we were at each other's houses. So sometimes we would have to sleep in car off Leisure Town Lane. People, watch your kids. If my dad knew, he would have killed me. So when we would get back home, I would be mad at him. He would come up with these like crazy excuses. And of course, I would believe him. He would send packages. I don't know where. I didn't get. Um, I don't I don't think I gave him my address. I don't know where he would send the packages to. Maybe house. And they would have Famous Stars and Strap shirts sprayed with Axe body spray or like Abercrombie Fierce. And we would wear them to school. And everyone knew that we were talking to these guys. We had never met them. And everyone thought we were so crazy. Everyone would laugh at us. But we would wear their shirts around school. They would send us like, I don't bumper stickers. They would send us a load of shit. And then the next weekend would come along and they would say that they were having another party and that we were invited and the same thing would happen. We stopped staying out there. We would just like say that we were going somewhere. That way we, we could come home when he inevitably did flake on us. And then we just got fed up and we started taking things into our own hands. Like we would hear a dog in the background when we talked to him. So we started driving around Vacaville with a dog whistle, <laughs> blowing it in certain neighborhoods to try to figure out where there were dogs in the backyard to see if they lived there. I remember one time we like first, I don't know what led us to think this was the house, but we thought we found the house. So we ordered a pizza to the house to see who would come to the door. And it was like, not it was like a woman it's like a family we just ran out of things to do to try to figure out who these people were we tried to trace the phone number sometimes he would say that he was out in Sacramento I'll never forget one time he said he was somewhere on Bradshaw and I got in the car so fast and we like went down Bradshaw as far as the eye could fucking see like we drove down Bradshaw till it turned into something else and we never caught up to him like he couldn't stop the car we had to catch up to him I remember us speeding down Bradshaw trying to find him like weird ass shit like that now I'm looking back I'm like were you dumb are you an idiot and we would write letters about them and like we would write about their red flag I've recently found something in a photo album where we were writing down all of their lies like things that they would say that didn't add up like one of the pictures that Jordan sent there was a car seat in the back he said that he worked at this skate shop once in Fairfield or he said that's where he worked for a long time and finally and I found the skate shop and went there in Fairfield they had no clue who Jordan was. I didn't have a picture to show them. I like talked to all the guys in there. I was like, let me hear your voice. And none of them were him, or at least I don't think so. And then this is where it got really crazy. One night was at my house, my parents' house, and they were out and Jordan texted me to look in the mailbox and he left me the Napoleon Dynamite because he knew me and loved Napoleon Dynamite and it just came out. He left me the Napoleon Dynamite DVD in my mailbox. So he was in front of my house 
didn't tell me. We didn't get we didn't go outside to see him. And then he left. And to this day, I don't know. I think it was soon after. I think that scared us. And I think we ended up like blocking his number, blocking. Oh, I don't think blocking numbers were a thing back then. We just like stopped taking his calls. We blocked him off MySpace. I wish I could remember the last name that he used. But we blocked him off everything, stopped talking to him because that fucking scared us. And to this day, I have no clue who that guy was with the raspy voice. I have no clue who who we were talking to. I have no fucking idea. It could be someone that like follows me now on Instagram that's like kept tabs on me. Isn't that creepy? You would think through the years that that's probably not the case because I deleted my MySpace. My my Facebook was pretty locked down. I mean, I don't have any. I, maybe I should go through my friends list on Facebook and see if there's anyone on there that I don't know. I'm sure there are, but I don't accept random people. So I'm sure he's not just like lurking in my followers. But hi, not safe at all. We are so lucky that we didn't get hurt or like, I don't, I mean, the possibilities are endless. He just seems so, uh, he seems so harmless. I remember at the time, like everyone thought that it was dangerous and we were like, it's fine. Sometimes we would go in groups. I remember one time he said, for sure we were going to meet up. We packed the car full of girls, all of our friends, and he ghosted us and we were stuck with all these girls had gotten ready to go to a party and we didn't end up going to a party. Unlike the other catfish story where I know who that was, I have no clue who this person is. And unlike the other catfish story, if you didn't listen to that episode, go back because that's a good one. That person never talked to me on the phone because it was a girl. This person talked to me on the phone all the time, but I never saw their face. So two completely different stories. And I don't know who it was. I wish I could remember the last name that they use. I'm sure I have it written down somewhere. I'd have to go back and like my high school burn books. So freaking creepy to think about that now. Literally makes my skin crawl. The Bob Saget story (laughs) is a a lot different than that one. It's not creepy. It's me just being really dumb. And the whole story about leading up to how I got to meet him is pretty wild. So look for that in the coming weeks. I have started to make a playlist. There's only one song on it so far. It's called 2021. So uh, yeah, it's a work in progress. If you just want to add it to your rotation, I'm sure I'm going to add songs. I haven't like, normally I love Fridays because I skim through all the new music. Music, but I haven't done that in a couple weeks because I just haven't really been listening to music because I've been in the house doing things, organizing, cleaning. Yeah, I'm sure I'll start adding things to that playlist eventually. You can find me on Apple Music and on Spotify at Megan Rage. Again, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for rating and leaving a comment. If you haven't done that already, please do so. Tell a friend. If you see me post on the What the Chuck podcast Instagram, leave a comment, like it. I'm trying to get my interaction up like I talked about earlier. Let me know about the Chuck Charlie thing. Let me know where you get your nose rings. Let me know when you look at all that army hammer stuff. Who names their kid army? I can hear Brett downstairs yelling at someone on the phone, so I better go. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.